0: Acts chapter 27 verse 23 to 25 For last night an angel of the Lord to whom I belong, whom I serve, stood beside me And he said, do not be afraid Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you So take courage, for I believe God, it will be just as he said Amen, let's give the Lord a clap offering now, Paul speaks these words as he is on a journey to Rome, when he was taken to Caesar for trial. Now, if you've read the book of Acts, this is one of the last stages of the life of Paul. Now, to give you a very clear picture, here's what was happening, just to give you a quick idea of the context. Paul was visiting Jerusalem for an annual feast. It was his desire to go to Jerusalem. And what happens is when he is in Jerusalem in the temple, some Jews see him. Some Jews see him and they misunderstand what he was doing. And what happens is they cause a huge uproar, saying, this is the man who is twisting the law, he is doing all these things, blah, 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 and they put him in a big trouble. And the Jew, Jewish mob come and they start to beat up Paul, they were almost ready to kill him. And at that time, the Roman soldier comes up, the centurion comes up and he stops and he takes Paul, takes Paul into their custody and then a trial process begins now during the trial process Paul explains about his journey and all of that and what we see happening is things got worse and worser for Paul he should have been let free but he still stayed in the jail for a longer time and finally what Paul does is he says I appeal to Caesar now one of the leaders at that time who was Doing the trial of Paul, he said if Paul had not appealed to Caesar, he would have been let free because he has not done any mistake. But God had a plan that Paul had to go to Rome and he has to testify before Caesar. So, back in the day, there was no train, there was no flight, all you have to do is travel by ship. And so, Paul travels by ship to Rome. And that what happens here is that the journey gets really tough. Really tough and at that moment he speaks to the sailor and to the people on the board these very words. And verse 25 he says like this, so take courage. The reason why he said that is because they were in great danger. They were in great danger of their own lives. So Paul said to the sailors and to the people on board, he said, for I believe God it will be just as he said. We're going to unpack this passage and see what Paul meant by it and what, what, what lessons we can learn from this. When you look at this sentence, one of the first things that you can take from that is the faith that Paul demonstrated there. See, as you look at the life of Paul, one of the things that stands out all the time is his faith. Any situation, every situation, he always approached it with great faith. See, oftentimes, we begin the year with a lot of faith. New Year's service, we get pumped up. Okay, God is going to do something. I'm excited. Fifteen days later, faith grows down. And uh, one month later, that's it. I don't know where the faith is. We begin with a lot of courage. We begin with a lot of faith. We begin with a lot of strength. But as days go on, our faith starts to dwindle. It starts to decrease. You see, when I look at faith, I see faith as the oxygen of the Christian life. See, faith is the means by which a Christian lives. You can't live without faith. And I believe this, that if there is no faith in our life, then we are spiritually dead. That's a reality, I'm not negative. It's a reality that faith is the oxygen of our Christian life. So you take a Christian, take the faith out of him, he's dead. Because the moment faith leaves you, what happens is, trust in God goes away. Dependency on God goes away. Confidence in God goes away and we become a dead Christian. Faith is what makes a Christian life exciting. If you want an exciting Christian life, be a man or be a woman of faith. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, be a woman of faith or be a man of faith. Some of you are just mumbling. Come on, say it louder. Be a man of faith. Be a woman of faith. Be a man of faith. Amen. You look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5-7. verse Paul says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. In the New Living Translation, it says, for we live by believing and not by seeing. 2 Corinthians 5-7. I believe in the beginning of this year, God is speaking to us through his word saying, strengthen your faith. I believe God is speaking to us through His word, saying, "Strengthen your faith." I don't know what condition your faith is in today. I don't know how your faith is. Probably you've, you're already feeling weak right now in a spiritual life. You're already having too many questions. God, why? I thought 2020 will be better, but within the first five days, so many things have happened. Australia is is getting burnt. And the, the bushfires. Uh, so many things are happening. What's, oh no, what's, what's happening? Are you there? Our faith might be tested. The question we have to ask is, how is my faith today? I don't know what condition your faith is in today. But I believe that God wants to speak to us through his word and revive our faith. Because see, without faith, if you worship, your worship is dead. Without faith, if you read the Bible and, and try to you know, understand it, you're not going to understand anything. It takes faith to believe in God. It takes faith to see God as God. You take faith out of a man, he will see God as something that is not even important. But you take, put faith into a man, he will see God as the one who is worthy of praise. Amen. So look at what Paul says. Let's go to the text. Acts 27 verse 23 to 25, he says, For last night an angel of the Lord of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me, and he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. And what's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe it will be just as he said. I want to focus on the last verse, verse 25. It says, So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said. I want to speak from the last sentence that says, for I believe God, it will be just as he said. We began the year with a promise. How many of you remember the promise verse? Isaiah 58? 12. And we begin every month with a promise, you know. We begin every month with a promise and oftentimes when we hear a promise verse, very exciting pumped up. It's like, I know God is going to do something in my life. I know he will restore certain things. I know he will bring my family to salvation. And slowly, you know, you begin to think, okay, every year I receive a promise, but I don't see much happening. And you might end up thinking, I don't know if this year also will be the same story. That too, pastor spoke about 2020 as the year of, you know, the families will come to Christ and you might think I look at my family I don't know (laughs) it looks impossible for them to come to Christ it may seem like an impossibility you see what we need in our Christian life is the eyes of faith what we need in our Christian life is the eyes of faith we need an attitude of faith you see because the eyes of faith helps you see an impossibility as a possibility You may be facing an impossible situation, but when you approach it through the eyes of faith, you will see that same impossible situation as a possibility. As a possibility. Through the eyes of faith, you will understand that everything is possible with God. The moment you take faith out of a person's life, then no matter what happens, even if God performs a big miracle, Right in front of you. Even if God does something and you don't have faith in your heart. You will still think it's a coincidence. If you take faith out of a person. And if they experience a miracle. They will still think "Oh, it was supposed to happen. It happened. What's the big deal? As Christians, as children of God. We need to understand that what we really need in our life. Is the eyes of faith. And I believe God is speaking to someone here very specifically. We need our faith To be strong we need our faith to be anchored completely on God so when you walk through trials when you walk through pain but when you have faith in God your trials won't seem like a real trial to you every danger will not seem like a dangerous situation to you because you are seeing it through the eyes of faith but you do the opposite when you're walking through trials and have no faith you'll feel like it is the end of the world. That my life is over and this is it. But when you have faith, even when you walk through the most difficult circumstance, you will be confident that God is still working in your life and because of him, you have a hope for the future. Hope for the future. If we go back to the text, if we look at the situation that Paul is in right now, if you go go with me to Acts chapter 27, verse 13 to 15, From the New Living Translation, Acts 27, verse 13 to 15. You Look at the situation that Paul is in right now. You'll get an idea of what I'm saying and where Paul is going with this one. Acts 27, verse 13 to 15. It says like this, when a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. Was 14, but the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. Was 15, the sailors could not turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and left it, bef- left it run before the gate. So what we are reading in this passage is that there, Paul and the sailors and the Roman centurion and everybody, over 200 of them were stuck in a very difficult situation. They expected to go somewhere, but a weather change pushed them off back into the sea, pushed them off back into the sea, and they lost control of the ship. I don't know if you' watched some documentaries about, you know, cruises that went, go wrong, all these big big uh, cruise vacation, all that, all of a sudden, the engines fail, you lose control. You won't know where the wind is going to take you, where the water is going to take you. I remember years ago, uh, one of the first times I was in Mangalore, my mom had come down. So it was around the time of May, the beginning of monsoon. So we thought, anyway, let's go to Malpe. Uh, we took the boat from uh, Malpe to St. Mary's Island. And I tell you, that day <laughs> was, was a really a terrible day. It was really terrible. Because what happened is we went into the sea, the wind was blowing, but we thought, okay, we can still go. But only when you go into the sea, you'll know how rough the weather is. How rough the weather is. And my mom is there and she is scared, I am scared, but I don't want to show that I'm scared because I don't want her to be scared even more. It was a, it was a difficult situation and the, the the boat, the huge boat, I'm sure all of you have been there, it was just rocking from one side to the other. And I was just waiting To go back to the shore. Go back to the shore. It's a difficult situation. Now think of a situation like that and multiply it hundred times. Very dangerous situation. You see, if we go on to read uh, verse 19, Paul says like this. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. Verse 20 says like this. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun, the stars, until at last... All hope was gone so imagine you're in the middle of the sea no Sun you don't say anything no Sun no stars to a point that all the hope that you had was gone verse 20 says like this in the NKJV translation it says now neither the Sun nor stars appeared for many days many days just imagine in that situation That's exactly the situation that Paul is in. And even in that situation, this is what he says in verse 25, For I believe, God, that it will be just as he told me. Look at the situation. First of all, the wind is blowing really strong. They are not eaten, nor seen the sun for many days. And if you go later to the passage, you will see they are almost in need for 14 days. Just imagine 14 days without food living in fear, not knowing what's going to happen, Uh, no sun, moon or star, you're all in darkness. I don't know if they had some candlelights. I don't know what they had. They were in a big trouble. All hope was gone. I was wondering, reading the text, what if you and I were in a situation like Paul? What if you and I were in the same boat sailing from one place to Rome, hoping to reach the shore, but all of a sudden you're taken back into the sea? Just when you thought, okay, I see a solution. Just then you're taken into more trouble after trouble after trouble. How will you feel? I wonder how your faith will function in that moment. Just picture yourself in the place of Paul. What will you say? Most likely we would have given up our faith. We would have given up all hope waiting and saying, Lord, take me just as I am. I want to go home. I can't see this darkness anymore. But Paul was different he wasn't like that he goes on to encourage in other words let me tell you what happened let me give you a better understanding he conducts a mini service on the ship all are all have lost hope they're discouraged they are (laughs) waiting for the last moment to come but here is Paul standing up and giving an exhortation he gives an exhortation in the midst of the storm saying that it will happen just as God has told him in other words God told him Paul told Paul very clearly that no one will die and that you will reach Rome safely see many times when we face storms of life we just want to hide when we face the storms of life all we want to do is escape When we face some challenge escape So that you cannot, you don't have to face the reality, so that you don't have to answer anybody. We don't want to see anything that's going to happen to us. We just want to escape. We escape thinking that somehow, you know, I will escape and, you know, ignore everything and somehow get by it. But when you see life through the eyes of faith, it will make you seem, make the challenge seem like a way God can give you a victory. If you approach challenges without faith in life, what's going to happen is it will make you run away. It will cause more and more fear in your life. But if you look at a challenge and see and believe that, okay, yes, God will give me a victory, you will march on forward no matter how difficult it is. I hope you're with me this morning. Has the bun taken you away somewhere? (laughs) I hope you're with me this morning. It takes the eyes of faith to see the impossibility as a possibility. See, faith in God will help you understand that even in a situation that looks like there is no hope, there is always a hope. There's always a hope. Let me tell you this. When you approach 2020 with the eyes of faith, you will see God do the impossible. You may think that your family coming to Christ may seem like an impossibility. But it is possible. When you see it through the eyes of faith, when you see 2020 through the eyes of faith, I believe God will do great miracles. When you live every day with a strong faith, you will see the promises of God fulfilled in your life. Because of what happened in 2019, you might have abandoned your faith. You might have become weak in your faith. You've come to a point where you've become passive, thinking, if it has to happen, let it happen. What's the big deal? What God wants you and me to have is a faith that can move mountains, a faith that is strong, a faith that is active, a faith that is believing, trusting and hoping in the Lord for greater things. Hoping in the Lord for greater things. When challenges come our way, we give up our faith in God, our hope in God and become passive. But look at what Paul does here. In the midst of the storm, when everyone around him had given up hope and no sun had appeared, he stands up to give an exhortation. I tell you, as a preacher, it's, it's easy to stand up on stage when everybody's encouraged. Because you're going to hear some amens, praise the Lord. He's like, okay, I believe God is going to do this. But imagine standing in the group of discouraged sailors. Like Paul will be saying, it'll be just as God said, one fellow will be like, well, yeah, yeah, we're going to die anytime. What is this God? Who is God? Where is the sun? I don't see the sun. It's A lot of things might be going in their life. But even in that moment, you see how Paul boldly proclaims his faith. He says, I believe in a God, in the God whom I serve, that none of you will be lost. And it will be just as he said. As I look at the life of Paul, as I begin to analyze, I begin to wonder, what is it about this man and his life that makes him say this? I look at his life and I begin to wonder, what is it that made him strong in his faith? And I I look at his life and I believe there are some things to learn from his life to keep up our faith. Because many times what happens is our faith is very inconsistent. It's good one day, but it's bad the next day. It's going well one month and it goes bad the next month. Somehow we fail to have that consistency in our faith. And because of that, we have become too passive in our Christian life. And we're going to look at what is it that made this man strong in his faith. So let's go back to the text, verse 25, Acts 27, 25. Paul says, so take courage, for I believe God, it will be just as he said. There are two things in this verse that I want to break down and uh, learn from this. The first one is this. Paul says, for I believe God, and then he says, it will be just as he said we're going to break down these two sentences and see what we can learn from that are you with me yes acts 27 verse 25 first is paul says for i believe in god the first reason paul's faith was so strong in the midst of the storm is that he had a strong belief on god now you might wonder i also believe in god you might wonder i also believe in god what's the what's the big difference see paul had this strong belief in god to a point that god can even rescue him from the most dangerous situation let me give you a better understanding turn with me to second corinthians 4:14 4, second corinthians 4:14 4, are you there in that passage Can I read it for you? 2 Corinthians 4.14, from the New King James Version. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. Let me read, read this from another translation. He's saying, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. How many of you understood this passage? Let me explain. See, in this passage, in the whole chapter, Paul is talking about the persecution that he faced. And in verse 14, he says like this, and what he means by that is that he lived his life in such a way where he did not worry about his own safety. He would risk his life to preach the gospel. Because in his mind, he had this thought that if God raised Jesus from the dead, and if someone were to kill him, kill Paul, he believed that God can even raise him back to life. That was his belief. See, in any persecution that we might face, we, we believe that before they come to attack us, God will attack them. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of understanding that we have. Someone, you know, before they come to do anything to us, God will do something to them. That's what we believe. But Paul went even one step further. He believed that they will come attack, kill him, but God will raise him from the dead. You see the difference in that belief? See, it's one thing to believe that God will rescue you from the attack. Another thing, and a really strong belief to think that even if you die, God will raise you from the dead. That's the kind of belief that Paul had in God. In other words, he had belief on the resurrection power of God. That even if he dies, even if someone puts him to death, he believed that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead will also raise him from the dead. He had that sort of a belief. So you see, this is not like a normal Christian belief, but it's something where it was grounded truly in God. And if you look at Philippians chapter 3, Paul talks about the resurrection, the resurrection power. For I want to know him more and the power of his resurrection in other words he understood that even if I die God can raise me up this very moment that was his belief so he had this strong belief in God and that is why in verse 25 he says for I believe in God because Paul knew that he was going with the purpose to Rome Paul knew that God had a purpose for him and no one can touch him till that purpose is fulfilled Paul had that strong belief in God that no matter what happens in his life, unless God's will is accomplished in his life, he will not leave this earth. That God will not take him away. He had that belief. So in the midst of storms, where life is a danger, when all hope is lost, he knew that he will reach the shore. I wonder how many of us have that faith. And we wonder sometimes, Lord, why is my faith so weak? The question we have to ask is, how is my belief in God? Is it just a normal belief that I'll be protected? Or is it a belief that even if I die, I'll be raised up from the dead? I hope you're coming along with me. Paul says, for I believe in God. Not just a normal belief, not just like a simple belief, but a belief that even if he died, God will raise him up from the dead. He believed in the resurrection power of God. That was his belief. He believed that God can do beyond his expectations. And that is why this man's faith was so strong, so much grounded in God. See, many times in our life when we face persecution, when we hear of different bills being passed, it it causes fear to us. But I tell you, as children of God, we shouldn't fear anybody we shouldn't fear any governments, we shouldn't fear any rulers, because ultimately it's God who protects our life. You can go on the street, anything can happen to you. And I tell you, you go home, you come back to your home, uh, sorry, you go, go out, you come back to your home, you come to church, you go from church, you're going back and forth because God is protecting you. But many times what happens is that we let fear rule our life. We think, oh, what if this is passed? What if the, this bill is passed? What if the, why do we have to fear? Why do we have to fear? Because ultimately it's God who's going to protect us. And even in the face of persecution, even if we are put to death, God can do something so supernatural that he can bring us, bring us back to life. I, I, I heard this man say many years ago, he said, As Christians, we should not be afraid of death. Can I say that again? As Christians, we should not be afraid of death. A small sickness comes, that's it, you know, this doctor, that doctor, this doctor. Somehow, you know, we try to... I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. My wife is also a doctor. You can consult her as well. I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. But we should not lose our faith in God. What happens is when situations come in our life, when small things happen, we lose our faith. And the moment faith goes, fear comes. The moment fear comes into your life, faith is out of the window. Many times we let ourselves, you know, be ruled by fear so much to a point that our belief in God is almost like a baby belief. Paul looks at the church at Galatia and he says, you were supposed to eat solid food but you're still on milk. Many times we're still on that basic level, somehow surviving in our Christian life. But you look at the life of Paul, it demonstrates a faith in the resurrection power that no matter what happens to him, he believed that God can raise him back to life. I wonder if you believe in God the same way. I wonder if you believe in God in the same way. Do you believe in his resurrection power? That no matter what happens to you, you will still come back to life. I wonder how your belief in God is today. Paul says, for I believe in God. And this was one of the important reasons why his faith was so strong and consistent in the Lord. I want you to check yourself. I am running out of time. Check yourself. How your belief in God is when you face a certain situation if there is always a fear in your heart know that fear is ruling your life but if you face a certain situation with boldness knowing that no matter what happens God will take care of me I tell you that's the kind of faith that God wants us to have when the Bible talks about having a mustard seed faith we think it's a little faith no it's a strong faith that God is calling us to have amen Let's look at the second one. We have a communion service at the end of the service, so I want to finish us on time. Second thing Paul says is that it will be just as he said. It will be just as he said. Now going back to Acts chapter 23 verse 11, before all of this begins, before all the trial and everything starts to happen full-fledged, God speaks to Paul, Acts 23:11. And this is what God said. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. This is what God told him. So before all the trial began, God already told him that you will bear witness in Rome. The interesting part is that you will see God says that you will bear witness in Rome, which means he will go to Rome. But God didn't tell him that the ship was going to break. Until that point came. Until that point came. What Paul was holding on to is that, that one word that God said that you will reach Rome. See, some, many times we have a word from the Lord. We have the word from the Lord. But then we look at The challenges. And we lose our faith thinking that this is not going to happen. But you see how Paul approaches. No matter what Shepra came, no matter how difficult it was in the sea, he believed in that one word that God had told him, that you will reach Rome. See, Paul had this strong confidence in God that God will not fail in his word. God will not fail in his word. If you look at the word definition of confidence, it's relying on the person. So when when Paul says it will be just as he said, he's not just believing in what God has said, he's also believing in who has said it. I want you to understand this carefully. Paul had this confidence in God that if God said something, he's the God who never changes in his word and he will do just as he has said. I want you to look look at your life this morning and no matter what you've received from the Lord, no matter what promises you've received from the Lord, be confident that if God said something, it'll be just as he said. He had this, Paul had this strong confidence in God because God had already spoken to him. God had already spoken to him, gave him the word that it'll be just as he said. You have to ask yourself: as, but well, the question we have to ask ourselves is, how is my confidence in God? How is my confidence in God? Many times when our faith is tested, we start doubting God. God, are you really working? God, are you really answering my prayer? God, are you really listening to me? We ask so many questions to God. We ask so many things to God. But Paul, we see here, he didn't ask any questions. He believed God said it and it will happen just as he said. If you look at verse 34, Paul says to the people on, on board, he continues to encourage them saying, Therefore I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. And I love what he says next, Acts 27, 34. Acts 27, 34. What he says at the last is this. Since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. Acts 27, 34. Can we have that on screen? Okay. Acts 27. Are you there in that passage? Yes. What does the last sentence say? He says, Since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. Imagine already they are tossed in the sea. And what is Paul's confidence? Not even one hair will fall from your head. See that kind of confidence in God. The the kind of confidence that is, God has said it and I know he will do it. And he says, not even a hair will fall from the head of any of you. Any of you. So many times we receive a word from the Lord and and we doubt it. We wonder if this will ever happen or if this will truly happen. What God reminds us is that if he said it, it will be just as he said it will happen. And was 35, Paul says, And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and also took food for themselves. And in all, we were 276 persons on the ship. Was 38, so when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. Threw out the wheat into the sea look at this entire journey if you study the book of acts you'll find out that after this the ship runs aground and it breaks it shatters into pieces and 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 not even one life was lost not even one life was lost after this things were not easy for them but they knew they will get to the shore let me tell you something 2020 doesn't mean that you know you're not going to have any challenges or troubles But even in the midst of challenges, even in the midst of trouble, God wants to remind you that it will be just as he said. God wants to remind you it will happen just as he has told you. You may have to float with a wooden boat. You may have to escape from the water sometimes, but your life will not be lost. Not even a hair will fall from your head. And look at this man, he had a faith so strong, anchored in the Lord. So strong that even in the midst of any situation, he did not fear for his own life because he knew that God can even raise him up from the dead. You look at the life of Paul. He reaches the shore finally, peace. You know, here on the shore, he goes to the shore in the island. He starts to gather wood to burn some fire, and what happens there? A snake on his hand. Did Paul lose hope? He was like, what is this, Lord? Finally, I'm on the land, and again, one snake is coming. Paul never bothered. He didn't even pray a deliverance prayer that day. He just shook it off because he knew that the destination is declared by God. That's it. End of story. The destination God has said you will reach, and you are going to reach, whether snakes come your way, whether waters come your way, whether the ship is broken, or whether your your bike gives up on the way to church, you will reach. You will make it to the very end because God has spoken a word. Paul had this confidence. It will be just as he said, for I believe in him. You look at the life of Paul, he makes a statement, for I know whom I believe. And I'm fully confident that he will keep what I've entrusted to him until that day. Paul knew that his life was in God's hand and he knows that God will keep him safe to the very end. have to live with that mindset because when you live with that mindset what happens is living with faith becomes easy but if you're always concerned about your life and how you're going to live and what you're going to wear if you always allow fear to work in your life faith will not work you open the door to fear and you also want to have a lot of faith it's not going to work you have to shut the door to fear and you have to say Lord I want to be full of faith If Paul had feared for his life, if he had run away with the snakes, snake was on his hand, was on his finger, he would have given up hope. But he didn't care about anything because he knew that the destination was already declared by God, that he will reach Rome. And at the end of the full book of Acts, we see that he reached Rome and he proclaimed about God there. He lived there for many years in his own house under the Roman guard, preaching the gospel, teaching people there. It'll be just as he said. It'll be just as God said. The question you you and I have to ask ourselves is, how is my faith today? Do I believe in God? Do I have my faith anchored in God? And do I believe in his word? And I pray the church that you and I would always be people that believe in God and trust in his word completely. He has never failed us, ever. And he will never ever fail you in the future i believe 2020 is going to be a blessed year i believe 2020 will be a year of greater miracles greater breakthroughs i believe families will be restored in jesus name if there is someone in your family who hasn't known christ yet i believe they will come to christ because god has given his word it may seem like an impossibility but god will make it a possibility believe in god trust in him and you will reach sometimes i wonder what if paul had lost his faith he might be dead in the sea what if paul because see, sometimes out of because the situations we go through just out of fear we lose a lot of blessings in life but if you have faith if you believe in god if you trust in his word you will see it come through amen why don't we stand up why don't we stand up